Hey, what's up, everyone? Thanks for listening to You Had Me at Black. This next story comes from Demarion, a poet. He also worked at a popular Oakland sushi and jazz restaurant. One day, he decides to finally respond to a coworker's racist comments about black and Latino people, and all hell breaks loose. His story touches on the power of the black dollar and the importance of buying black, keeping our dollar within the community. Keep listening to hear his story. I want you to breathe all this in. This is You Had Me at Black, the podcast where black millennials tell true life stories. So I'm at work and this guy, he's like 45, 45 year old white dude, and he just. He has like a temper problem and he just gets to say whatever he wants to to anybody at work and no one does anything about it. And, you know, he was serving the table of black people and he said, I'm trying to be acceptive of all ethnicities right now, but they're making it very difficult for me. My reaction initially was sleeping under the rug, but I mean, it was like it was summertime. There was countless videos going on on the Internet of seeing people of color get killed black people get killed and just like insensitivity to it and I just felt a certain type of way I just felt like I'm tired of 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 white people feeling like we're just supposed to just get talked to a certain type of way we get treated a certain type of way and just be like insensitive to it or that we're not supposed to be present like our presence does not matter at all like we're not here when you say these things Um, we exist you know what I'm saying we contribute to the world just like you I just kind of got tired of it, and I feel like conversations and communicating things are adequate ways of having understanding between two people. So basically, I pulled them to the side when things weren't as busy. You know, I just said, some of the things that you say about people of color, specifically things about black people, are very offensive. I would just wish that you would make this work environment a little bit less uncomfortable because black people have to work here, Latino people have to work here. And rather than comprehending what I was saying he got defensive and was like oh so what, what, what are you what are you talking about you, you calling me a racist and I'm like well I mean when I analyze what you say and I'm reiterating what you're saying like it definitely becomes very apparent that what you're saying is racist so I mean yes I'm calling you a racist bro and he's like oh well don't get me twisted and you know all the other stuff and I'm like well you know don't get me twisted and I think we both prefer to work here and you know but we both are trying to have our jobs or whatever so I'm gonna just lead this conversation here I really would prefer if it this work environment wasn't as uncomfortable just for the whole week like he was just being petty and was like trying to antagonize me the whole week and like high school stuff we he like 45 or something he was like staring at me or like or just like would walk past like really fast like trying to bump me and about four four or five days later came to the boiling point in the men's locker room at Yoshi's, there was an issue with the door for like the past couple of weeks or whatever. The door was locking from the inside. It was jamming. So whenever you close the door, it would basically lock from the inside. So he came in before everybody and went to the locker room and closed the door. And I was coming from school, so I had on my school clothes. So I went into the locker room and I tried to pull the door open, but it was locked. So I knocked on the door and was like, is anybody in here? He heard my voice and was like, fuck you, the door open, just open the door, da, da, da. And I'm like, it's not that serious, bro, just open the door, like, I'm just trying to work, you know what I'm saying, like, 
So he op- he finally opens the door after like three minutes or whatever, and then you know it continues. Fuck you and I mean he like Danny Bonaduce, just like an angry white dude. So I just calmly say something like, man, you know, I know that you're like forty going on seventy, and you hate your life, and you know you on food stamps and, uh, but you talk about black people was poor and all this other stuff. But you know I'm just trying to work. I'm just trying to do my job. Like get out my face. Like you know what I'm saying. And he, he he went and talked to the managers. I went to the bathroom and just closed and changed my clothes in the bathroom. So I came back into the room, and there was another server present. The old white dude, Danny Bonaduce. He was telling him about what happened or whatever. And then when I came into the room, he was like, "I know you heard me talking about you." Like you know, what I'm saying like kid stuff. And I was like, "Man, have a nice day." So I put my stuff in the locker and walked out. And he was, "Oh fuck you, do And I was like, "Have a nice day." And I was walking down the hallway. He followed me down the hallway, shouting all type of obscenities and threats. And all I did, I literally just turned around and I said, bro, I'm going to tell you one time, get out my face. Then he's in the hallway and people can hear him, you know what I'm saying, in the dinner room and nobody's saying nothing. All I say is, bro, I'm going to tell you one time, get out my face. All of a sudden, the general manager is like, oh my God, Marion, wow. Oh my God, whoa, relax, calm down. I'm just telling him, like, get out my face. And he's, so then he's like, go, go, go over here, go sit in the other room. And I'm like, okay. And then he's like, sit down, let me educate you real quick. And it's like, you were acting like a wild peacock and a wild animal, all that other stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, this guy has a history of being irate at work and, and going off of people. He just went off on you like last week and called you all type of stuff out your name. You was talking about firing him. So like, why are you acting like this dude is just like holier than now or whatever? Like he, he, he gets into it with everybody, even the managers. So they suspended me and he got to work that day, even though he initiated an altercation and received no punishment for it whatsoever. And I was suspended for a week while they tried to figure out what they was going to do. I ended up quitting because my friend who worked there was basically told me that in, in the meeting the day after, they were basically trying to round people up to be witnesses for what happened. And, and basically, we're telling everybody what to say and what to write. And we're telling people to say that, you know, this happened and, and that happened to make me look like the aggressor of the altercation. And my friend, he sent me a picture of what he wrote and was like, you know, just in case they try to throw my name in here and say that I complied with this story. This is what I put just so that they can't say that I coincide with that story or whatever. After I just started exploring my options, like with the Department of Fair Employment and Housing, and start looking up like a strategy and start talking to different people and activist groups and things like that and trying to reach out to people who had similar stories. Somebody reached out to me was Karen Seneferu, who, you know, started the whole Black Women is God movement. She told me that she used to work there as well and she had a similar experience. The general manager, he wanted to schedule a phone conversation. When I called him, he was very irate. You know, I just, like the phone picked up and I was like, hello. And he was like, hold on, hold on. Like, you know what I mean? Like he just kind of answered the phone in a very irate manner and got another manager to have a three-way conversation. And yeah, and I just basically just right off the bat told him that I quit. I, I drew out the conversation a little bit further just to confirm that he referred to me as a wild animal and a peacock. And I feel a sense of being like empowered by telling this story because there are so many times where people don't say anything 
the same thing just continue to happen. I wanted to tell this story because the the black dollar is an essential part of the American economy. The the black dollar in spending exceeds about one point one trillion dollars. So you know when that becomes apparent, you need to really consider like how do these people feel about you? Do they care about your well being? Because we're assuring their well being. So like, do they care about our well being? You know, how do they treat us? How do they really think about us? So when you're spending your money, you need to go to places that actually respect you, actually love you, actually want you. You know what I mean? Like actually value you as a person, want to make you feel safe and comfortable there as opposed to just like, you know, we'll we'll invite you in so you can spend some money. But uh, behind closed doors, we think this and that of you we come to your table a little bit slower because we think you don't got no money and stuff like that so i think with all these conversations about quest to buy black and black banking and things like that and investing your money in your community i think that you need to be very aware of where you spend your money and how these people feel about about black people definitely alternatives are to go to places that are welcoming of black people that are owned by us or you know even just like urban farming, community gardens. Just be very aware of how you're being treated or how these people think about you in these places, in these establishments. I think that investing more in the community, definitely a bigger goal to me. I think that it's important to speak out, but I think that it's far more important to just invest in yourself. We can all speak on these stories and collectively share our experiences. And then just be like, okay, so I see this. Now I'm just going to go and focus on myself and my people. I think that like if you're dating someone and they keep showing you the same behaviors over and over and over and over again, instead of even making a big scene out of it or anything like that, just be like, I'm getting my shit, I'm gone. And I'm just going to focus on loving myself and investing in myself because I know that that's the real beneficial thing. So raising awareness is definitely important but i feel like the most important thing is definitely to give the power to yourself and just invest in your community thanks for listening to you had me at black be sure to check out this episode's description for musical credit and if you like what you just heard head to youhadmeatblack.com slash b-side to subscribe to our newsletter and unlock access to exclusive videos behind the scenes interviews and specially curated music. That's youhadmeatblack.com slash b-side. Peace.